Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. Live from Trackside, this is IMSA Radio. afternoon everybody and uh, welcome along as we have our second race of the weekend for the VP Racing Sports Car Challenge. Hello everybody, I'm John Hindoff. Shea Adam is down along pit lane. Uh, we've got about 10 or 15 minutes before the green flag. Uh, let's head down to Shay in a moment or two. I'll tell you that it's a beautiful weather this afternoon uh, and we've got a little bit of high cloud uh, but the wind is blowing across from Speedway turns one and two uh, down the front straight. So the cars going into turn one have the car has the wind uh, directly in front of them. Uh, let's head to Shay Adam down in the pit lane. The cars are lined up, some final preparations been made, the driver's been spoken to and I want to talk a little bit about that tactic we saw yesterday Kelly Moss with Riley for Sebastian Carrazzo seems to have paid off for them Shay. It did pay off John, it's a third place starting position for Sebastian Carrazzo as far as the GSX cars are concerned whereas before he would have been further down in the field. Now they do have five sets of Michelin tyres for each of the LMP3 and the GSX cars for this weekend. Sebastian yesterday qualifying on the tyres that he in essence starts today's race on while everyone else has brand new shiny Michelin sticker tires to go out there and compete on. So Sebastian might have a little bit of advantage going into turn one because he doesn't have to scrape off any of the new rubber, whereas everybody else will be on a little bit more of a slippery surface. But then as the race progresses, Sebastian might find himself at a bit of a disadvantage. Now, who are our pole sitters for today's contest? They would be our race winners from yesterday. We've got Billy Griffin in the core motorsports Ford Mustang leading him off for GSX and it is none other than Dan Goldberg for JDC Motorsports in the number 73 Duquesne. We had a really good race yesterday, but it all started going into turn one, John. Well, I think we're going to have the same contest stakes. It's the same two on the front row, just rules are reversed. Well, uh, I don't know if there's anybody you can have a quick chat with uh, Cher. Negative. As the, in fact, actually, they're starting to clear the pit lane now, and uh, green flag still. Uh, quite a ways away but that gives us an opportunity to go through the grid two classes two different types of cars and we have 24 cars let's have a look at how they'll line up (laughs) 
So starting from the back, the GSXs, as we call them here, are GT4 cars, same sort of specification as you would have in the Michelin Pilot Challenge, but of course this is just a 45-minute single-driver race. Vilrax is BGB Motorsports driver of the Porsche number 17. He'll start on the outside of row 12 with Frank Depew on the inside of that row, the number 72 Rebel Rock Racing Chevy Camaro. Francis Zeldorf, a Turner Motorsports BMW M4 GT4. That's the F82, the slightly older version of that car. The 95 is in 22nd position. In 21st, Angus Rogers for KMW Motorsports with TMR. We usually see those guys running the Alfa Giulia, but... Uh, the uh, Giulietta rather but they're running a Porsche here for Angus and that's the number 5 car uh, on the inside of row 11. Jim Farley had a great race up until turn 6 on the final lap the CEO of Ford Motor Company is driving a Multimatics Ford Mustang GT4 and yesterday he was on the verge of a top six finish until he had that spin uh, going onto the high banks the number 98 starts further up the field today in 20th position watch him go forward from there Patrick Wilmot split decision motorsport BMW M4 GT4 that's an F82 as well that's number 88 car in 19th position in 18th uh, position Mark Siegel for car barn with Paragon the Porsche that's the number 93 car Vin Barletta for Turner Motorsport, the 96, is on the inside of row number 8. That is, again, one of the older versions of the BMW. The next row forward, Stephen Cameron Racing and Autotechnic Racing. Sean Quinlan in the 19 for Stephen Cameron and Rob Walker in the 25 for Autotechnic Racing. So that 8th row, two new BMW M4 GT4s. The nomenclature for that is G82. On the seventh row of the grid, Marillo Racing, Mercedes-AMG GT4, Tim Probert in the number 65, and Archangel Motorsports alongside him in the Aston Martin Vantage GT4. It's Todd Coleman. Then Sebastian Carrazzo on the outside of row at number six, but that's third in GSX. Brand new set of Michelin tyres yesterday when that card had a problem. He went and did effectively another qualifying because if you go faster in the race than you did with your second fastest lap in qualifying, that sets your grid position. That's what Sebastian did, and he's on the inside of row two for the GSXs in that Porsche. Moise Reski is on the outside of the front row for the GSXs in the accelerating performance Aston Martin GT4, the number 44. And Billy Griffin, yesterday's runaway winner for Core Motorsports in the Mustang GT4, is on pole position. The top nine are all LMP3 cars. MLT Motorsports' Asian Kunzler is the ninth qualifier in the number 54 leash year. Kelly Moss with Riley has Neil Scott, sorry, Scott Neil, in the 86 on the outside of row number four with Keith McGovern, his teammate, in another leash year. That's the number 28 in seventh position. Row number three, Mirko Schultes for Mulder Motorsports, the white and blue uh, H&R car. That is a Duquesne, and that's the number 18. And in fifth position, Brian Teens for US Racetronics in the leash year number 77. Second row of the grid, Lance Wilsey, number 30, Sean Creech Motorsport, Leisure. And on the inside, Courtney Crone, 47 Motorsports, Duquesne, the number 99. And on the front row, yesterday's pole sitter for Junior 3 Racing, Bijoy Gard. And yesterday's winner on pole position, 
JDC Motorsports, Dan Goldberg, he won at a canter yesterday. That's how they line up then for the second race of the 2023 IMSA VP Racing Sports Car Challenge here at Daytona. 45 minutes on the clock. 12 corners, 3.56 miles. And a real challenge to get these cars stopped into the first corner, as we found yesterday, with Bijoy Garg, who spun away his hard-worked-for machine, uh, spun away his hard-worked-for pull position when he just locked up the rear of that Ligier. Yesterday also was a fully green race, John, fully where we green had race yesterday. two instances of cars being and, lapped. A uh, couple of uh, a couple of times the leaders came round to uh, lap the back of the, in fact, the hall of the GSX field. GD4s and LMP3s ran about eight, ten seconds difference, depending on who is driving the cars. Now, they only got one warm-up lap yesterday. That may have contributed to some of those issues. They're coming up side-by-side side in NASCAR Turn 4 now, Speedway Turn 4, so I think they're going to go green again this time around. Plenty of interest yesterday from other teams and drivers, particularly in the GT4 ranks, looking at potentially adding their names to the GSX machines. Bronze and silver drivers only. There are three silver drivers in GSX and two in P3. The rest are all bronze-rated drivers. 45 minutes, no pit stops, no scheduled pit stops. Single drivers, green flag is out. Now let's see if everybody stays and doesn't break ranks as we saw yesterday. It's a very even run down to the first corner. And the Duquesne of Dan Goldberg gets his braking absolutely spot on. But look at Courtney Crone going down the inside there. In the number 99, the bright red car goes into second place. Well, a little more circumspect and conservative by Bijoy Gard this time around, but it's cost him at least one position, and he's coming under pressure from buying teens as well. In his Ligier, Lance Wilsey was right there, but a picture-perfect start for Dan Goldberg in that grey Duquesne, and he's pulled away at the start of the race. Now, who else is getting their Michelin tyres? Up to temperature and pressure. The H&R machine, the Mulder Motorsport car, going quite nicely as well. And it's, the start is being looked at by race control, but that is standard operational procedure. There's one or two people who are out of line. And big gaps between the front row and further back down the field. We may see penalties for that, but not for Dan Goldberg. He was perfect. He controlled the pace very nicely. In GSX, Billy Griffin got the start he was looking for. And he... And into the wall. We've got an incident. Well, this is going to bring out the safety car. We went green yesterday. I was just about to say Billy Griffin got the start. He won from Moise Oreski and Sebastian Carrazzo behind him. So off at the far side of the circuit, the number 54 of Adrian Kunzel's gone out. I think... Carrazzo got the jump at the start in GSX. We'll have that confirmed as they come back round. They'll see 
the double yellows. It is a safety car, full course yellow for Adrian Kunzler for that uh, lease year. And as they come across the line, Billy Griffin did get bumped down and Moise Oreski in second. So Carrazo, Oreski, Griffin, Walker, Coleman, Probert, Barletta, Sean Quinlan, Frank Depew got a cracking start. He's up to ninth. Patrick Mil Wilmot and Jim Farley, who had a better starting position uh, today than yesterday. And yesterday fought his way up through the field. Well, he's dropped back to the back of the field at the front. It's Goldberg, Courtney Crone, Bijoy Garg, Lance Wilsey, Keith McGovern, Brian Thames and Mirko Schultzis. There will be no pass around because we're so early into the race and there's nobody that qualifies for it. So the BMW safety car is out on the track. Shea Adam, a little bit of an untidy start there with gaps at the front of the field. Race control will be looking at that. It was, and actually Sebastian Carrazzo was right up behind the rear bumper of Billy Griffin for the Ford Mustang and the Porsche. Looked like Carrazzo had a little bit better of a start than Griffin did, and he was pushing the Ford across the start-finish line, so a bit of good old-fashioned bump drafting on the tri-oval at Daytona. But everybody stayed in their lines today. That's important. The column formations were maintained. Race control probably looking to make sure that nobody passed before the start-finish line. Share Adam down in the pits. So, the Sean Creech Motorsport number 54 already being tended to. Uh, sorry, MLT Motorsport. It's the Stars and Stripes on the side of that car that immediately makes me think of the Sean Creech car. Excuse me. So, how did Adrian end up there? Not sure. It's turn six heading back onto the speedway I think he just went in there sideways believe it or not he stayed in the car and though there is damage to the right front of that number 54 leash here, and he has lost a lap of course he's going to be able to drive that car away and is driving that car away it will need a new front end a new nose on that car but I think the wheels are pointing in the right direction so he might be able, if he can get that car back, Adrian. And the team will already getting a new nose out for that car. Shit, Adam. There's something else that race control needs to look at, and perhaps our savvy friends, the tape apes, can assist with that. But the 93 of Mark Siegel is saying that the five of Angus Rogers passed him under yellow, and that's why when the two of them came by to see the full course yellow being out, they were still debating who should be in which position. So our first neutralization of a VP sports car challenge race clean and green in round one yesterday not the case today so that incident for the number 54 Ligier means that I think we'll have one more lap of yellow flag now, if Adrian can get round and into the pits, which he's doing now, he's just coming into the pits here, Adam. There's going to be one more lap of yellow. He can get his nose changed. 
Now he's dropped one lap, but only one lap at the moment. So this might not be the disaster we thought it was. Just give me a second because I'm going to quickly have a look at the start again. And race control looking at it as well. There was one or two people who broke ranks, but I think it was post the line. The Turner car perhaps was a little bit early. Let's go down to Shea, who is with that number 54 Ligier. Uh, the right front of the Ligier is completely destroyed, John. The bodywork is pushed backwards. The tires must have had a huge thunk on it, but that's not exactly what the crew's worried about at the moment. They're trying to make sure that the suspension is okay. The brake rotor looks mostly undamaged. Uh, yeah, no, I'm going to say that's okay. There's hoses in there that are still intact. So if they have a new nose, this MLT Motorsport team could theoretically put it on, although the class location is broken off as well. The carbon fiber, which attaches to the side part of the bodywork that holds on the nose, that in and of itself has broken loose as well. So they're going to need a lump hammer. They're going to need a lot of tape. But this team not giving up yet. They're not calling it a day. They're going to try and fix it for Adrian Kunzel, a guy who's got a lot of GT4 experience. He was a champion last year in his first ever year of racing them, now stepping up into LMP3, trying to accomplish the exact same thing. So we thank, of course, our cleanup crews, the marshals as well. Hello to everybody listening on 107.9 here at the circuit enjoying a bit of early afternoon sunshine 26 in the air 36 on the track Ooh, getting toasty for the michelin tires safety car lights are out on the bmw and meantime i don't think it's the news we wanted to hear share for the number 54 uh, adrian i'm is he not going any further in that MLT motorsports machine? He's going backwards at the moment, John. Uh, the crew members, three of them are allowed over the wall in this series to work on any car at any given time. And he is being pushed back to the wall by manpower. Thank you, shit. It's bad news for them. Now, whether he jumped or whether he was pushed, I don't know. Restart coming. First restart. So Dan Goldberg has it all to do again. But this time, of course, there are single file. Till to nose from Goldberg. It's the two Duquesnes, first and second. The grey 73, the red 99, Courtney Crone. Wasn't happy with the penalty that was assessed to her yesterday when she had the side-by-side -side impact with Lance Wilsey. Here's the green flag. We're racing again at Daytona. Race two of the 2023 VP Sports Car Challenge. Decent. Oh, and there's a touch down the field. And bodywork goes flying. What a shame. That's going to be, I think, another intervention from the safety car because the bodywork is left on the tri-oval. Ah, maybe not, actually. It's just gone into the pit lane exit. At the front of the GSX field, Carrazo carves his way past some of the slower LMP3s. The rubbish on the track flag, uh, which is... Uh, most often seen as a slippery surface flag, the yellow and red strike flag being shown down towards turn one. It means there's something on the track that shouldn't be there, and that something is a big lump of prototype left-hand front fender. The wheel arch has come off completely. The battle for the lead down at turn six in GSX, and a spin right in front of the leaders, and another car into the wall. And that then would have been, uh, I think, Scott Neal, in the 86, is it? That's gone around. And side by side, 
for the lead in the race. The Porsche, the little Cayman down on the low side, on the double yellow lines. Carrazo is fighting off Billy Griffin, yesterday's uh, winner. Actually, that's not Billy Griffin, that's Moise Oretsky. Uh, in the multicoloured Aston, Billy Griffin sits behind in the Mustang. Then the all-green car sits in fourth position, so a shake up there, and the 44 then up into second position. Again, goes to the high line through turns three and four. We're still green at the moment. Here comes our Paul Sittner and yesterday's winner, Billy Griffin, in the number 14. The race for RP Mustang, mostly white with the stripes across the hood of the car, the bonnet of the car. Straight across the line, the flat six mid-engined Porsche, front-engine V8 Aston, front-engined Mustang. Then in fourth position, Todd Coleman in the green number 69 Aston. Then the two BMWs, the newer car of the 25 of Rob Walker is next up in the red and white machine. At the front of the field, it's Dan Goldberg. Now, what happened down to turn one? I can still see the rubbish on the track. So there must have been contact, yeah, missed braking point. Now, that's the Mulder Motorsports car, which is Mirko Schultest, and he ran into the back of... I think that was Lance Wilsey he ran into the back of, the number 30 car. Wilsey looks to have survived that contact Shea Adam has a pit lane caller Scott Neal came into the pit lane and yeah. went straight behind the wall so that's two of our LMP3s now back in the garage yeah that was the left rear into the wall at turn 6 and a problem for the number 18 of Mirko Schultes that contact has given him a puncture he's continuing slowly according to race control but that's three issues for three separate cars. And that has cut the LMP3 field down to six runners. Dan Goldberg still leads it from Bijoy Garg in second now. Gone by Courtney Crone. And there's two seconds between first and second. But the battles are, as is usual in the GT category, where Sebastian Carrazo has just... A tenth of a second between himself and Moise Oreski across the line. Then there's a little bit of a gap before the battle for third and fourth. Billy Griffin and Todd Coleman. And behind them, the red BMW of Rob Walker, Rob Walker is battling Patrick Wilmot who, in the silver and blue car. And coming up to join them is the orange, the chrome orange car of Tim Probert. That's the Mercedes-AMG GT4. We're going to have five cars Battling for third position anytime soon. No, we have it now and make that six. Because the turn of BMW is on the back of that as well. Vin Barletta. Spin for Keith McGovern at the back straight chicane, the Le Mans chicane. But he has continued. I don't think there was any damage on that car. But we have now second all the way down to... I'm going to say eighth, all in a line. And the leaders are only about six or seven car lengths ahead of that in GSX, the GT4 category. Up onto the high bank, speedway turn one and two. The Mustang gets a little bit of an advantage. And now the two BMWs are battling. The 25 is the red, white and black car. 
And that is Rob Walker. Patrick Wilmot sitting behind him has a perfect run in the draft in the older machine. Now, who has got the breaking prowess? Oh, the two BMWs have dragged up to the green. Aston Martin and through. Oh, they're all off the grass. All three of them off the track and onto the grass and then off the grass. And now the 25 is on the grass again. Rob Walker with the fastest lawnmower in Daytona and probably the most expensive. He's just lost three positions, gained one and then lost three. As through has gone... The, all the cars he was battling with, it looked like he had the pass made coming into the Le Mans chicane, but he couldn't get it stopped. And then ran wide on the exit as well, elected not to go over the humped curve. So Patrick Wilmot goes back through, and that green Aston Martin now has the 88 BMW in its wheel tracks. It's the silver and blue car. They're at the International Horseshoe now, and a recovering number 25 BMW picks his way past Tim Pro, but Patrick Wilmot will be very annoyed with himself. Lost a bit of ground there. It's still Sebastian Carrazzo in the mostly blue Porsche number 27 that leads this GT race for GSX cars. Dan Goldberg, by the way, leads the race overall by about 1.3 seconds. So he's lost nearly seven-tenths of a second of his lead to Bijoy Garg, who was super quick yesterday and fought a brilliant recovery race after spinning off at the first corner. Now, we saw Merko Schultes going slowly, thought he had some kind of puncture. Shea Adam has an update on that, number 18, Duquesne. Thankfully for fans of Mirko Schultes, he did not have a puncture, managed to get the car back up to speed, and is already right on the tail of this LMP3 battle, fighting for the sixth position to try and maintain that on the racetrack. Keith McGovern will be his first target. Second, uh, third place, rather, Courtney Crone in the bright red number 99. Then Brian Thames and... Lance Wilsey are having a bit of a scrap, but there is a big battle now for the lead in GSX. Just coming off the high banks onto the tri-oval. If I look to my left, they'll cross the line under my feet roundabout now. And head down towards turn number one. Low line being taken by the leader, Sebastian Carrazzo, in the blue and orange number 27. He raised that number when he was in the a Porsche championship a few years ago started off in the am category had some success there moved up to the pros challenged at the front of the field different type of porsche for him now now the bmws have been continuing to fight with the aston martin for positions uh, Four, five, and six, and turn one at lap of two ago was just a little bit of bump and grind as they've gone through this time. Carrazzo holding off Oretsky, then Billy Griffin in the Mustang, our winner from yesterday, Patrick Wilmot in the 88 BMW, that's the silver and blue car. He's got past the 69, Aston Martin, as has Rob Walker now. So Rob Walker now has moved up into fifth position. At the front of the field, in GSX, Sebastian Carrazzo. Four lengths to the good as they come off speedway turn two. Staying very low to the 
bottom of the track and here comes a very quick and determined Billy Griffin and he's right with the leaders now as they go through the Le Mans chicane. Top three, you can call them pretty much together now. Very different wind conditions from yesterday. It was very still. Today, we've got the wind blowing pretty much straight into the front of the cars as they come now out of Speedway Turn 4 through the tri-oval. So that will help the draft. The draft will be stronger because of that wind being blown into the faces of the cars, into the front of those cars. Turn 1 and 2 top three together in GSX the gap at the front of the field Dan Goldberg is reprising yesterday he's pulling away again now a 146.002 for Goldberg last time around was the fastest lap of the race and he stretched his lead to 2.6 seconds over Bijoy Garg young single seater driver Duquesne leads from Ligier in second Courtney Crone is another two seconds back in third but it is the tremendous battle at the front of the field in GSX between the first two check that the first three and then another four cars battling for fourth on down led by the number 88 the blue and silver BMW of Patrick Wilmot they're heading onto the high banks at the west end of the speedway Carrazo and Aretsky at the front of that field, Porsche and Aston Martin still not even half a second apart and Billy Griffin's right there and he's on the part of the track where the Mustang is strong coming off the first two parts of the speedway they're all taking slightly different lines into the back straight chicane Does that Porsche just have a little bit better exit from the slower corners? Here's Griffin. He's tempted to go up into the middle lane, coming off speedway turn four. Maybe should have stayed behind the Aston. Now the draft is beginning to tell as they are into the wind. Griffin round the outside on the high side, coming down into turn one. It's a brave manoeuvre from there because there is the transition as you drop down into the infield section. Big slide from the back of Carrazzo's car as he tried to take the maximum amount of momentum through turn two and the Michelin's just beginning to cry enough there. He's having to defend to the inside of the International Horseshoe. He's already struggling for grip here and we're only halfway through this race. 24 minutes to go. Shea Adam in the pits. Remember though, Sebastian Carrazzo did not start on entirely new Michelins. He used them yesterday to try and set a fast lap to start better for today's race. Whereas the guys that he's battling out there with right now, Moise Uretsky and Billy Griffin, they both had brand new stickers. They're going to be stronger at the end of the race than Sebastian. I think Sebastian is struggling even now, Shea. Uh, both ends of the car was just complaining a little bit through the slower infield sections. And these cars do have a little bit of downforce, not as much as a GT3 or a prototype, of course. They are quite heavy cars, so they rely on mechanical grip through the slower parts of the infield, and that's where Carrazzo was struggling. 
all three together and it's a decent drive by Patrick Wilmot who's got the leading trio in sight in the 88 BMW is there a charge for the lead and again the back end of the leading Porsche starts to complain under turning and I think these three are slowing each other down now Patrick Wilmot last time around took two seconds out of them at the front of the field a lonely race for Dan Goldberg but he won't mind that two seconds and more ahead of the field though he's just ridden the kerb at the Le Mans chicane and I think he's knocked part of the under tray of his decane Bijoy Karg has just run over it as he came through in second place but we cannot take our eyes off this battle oh big mistake there for the fifth place car that was uh, Rob Walker actually in sixth position my apologies and he has dropped a slot as he went wide at turn one and now breaking himself top four are now together through the kink now what was it that came away from the leader was it something that he ran over it might have been I can't see any of the dive planes missing well, let's see if that affects his lap times. 146.4 last time around for the leader. I'll keep an eye on that. Meantime, the lead in GSX. On to the banking. Sebastian Carrazo playing the trick of staying down low. He's basically saying, if you want to pass me, you're going to have to have enough pace to go over the top. And that's not the easiest thing to do. Moise Oretsky still in second. Billy Griffin in third. Then there's a tiny little gap opened up again to... Patrick Wilmot in the 88 BMW Griffin round the outside into Le Mans that's going to be a tough pass can't do it drops away and here comes the BMW this is nip and tuck Wilmot with an opportunity now to drag up to the back of the number 14 Mustang through Speedway 3 and 4 Billy Sheer Adam this is a very different challenge for Billy Griffin in that at number 14 than he had yesterday. It is, and to his credit, he fully expected this, John, because he said to us yesterday winning, he expects everyone else to be coming after him today. Yesterday, he only had to get around, what, two cars as far as passing was concerned, and that was very early on in the race. Now today, he's had a lot more battling forward and backwards to contend with. Yeah, he had to avoid the spinning pole sitter, I think. That was the uh, main part of the race, sitting on the uh, outside of the first corner the prototype that uh, spun away the lead that caused a bit of consternation down the field but as she said Billy Griffin pulled out a huge lead yesterday top four in GSX through the kink there are round about a tenth or so between each one of them there's not half a second between first and fourth at the moment great driving by Sebastian Carrazzo I think he knows that he has not got the performance in that Porsche, whether that's a setup thing, whether that's a tyre degradation thing because he pushed too hard earlier on. He's struggling to get the car into the apex of the corner, into the middle of the corner. He's concentrating on getting out of the corner as best he can, and that's very smart. Meantime, the overall leader and LMP3 leader, Dan Goldberg, He's starting to lap the back of the GSX field. We would expect this at least a couple of times because of the 
difference in pace. Here's Griffin down the inside, sideways, locks it up and manages to get away with it. Great avoidance from Moise Oretsky. Slightly bullied out of second position there as the 14 Mustang was completely on the lock stops. Opposite lock coming in. Yeah, the back end's gone. Great driving by Billy Griffin and heads up driving by Moise Oretsky to avoid contact. That's dropped Moise well out of the battle. So Billy Griffin up to second, up to third is Patrick Wilmot in the silver and blue BMW. Sebastian Carrazzo for a moment had a little bit of breathing space and across the line he had three quarters of a second on the field. Here's the leader down into turn one. He'll be lapping that battle shortly. Meantime, back on the pit lane, one of the cars that had an issue earlier on. Shit, Adam. Adrian Kunzel in the number 54 for MLT Motorsports is back on the lane with a much less deranged nose. There's a lot of tape on it, but they are back out. That's intent for a year-long championship hunt. Well, I am sure that he just wants to get miles under the wheels of that car, that Ligier. Second place for Bijoy Garg has cut the lead back to just on a second whilst the leader was fighting through traffic. Little bit of the matte grey wrap on the left-hand side pod just in front of the rear wheel, just beginning to peel off that number three, Ligier. Yesterday, Shea Adam, Bijoy on pole position, snatched pole position with the last lap of qualifying. And then spun it away at turn one. He's driven a much more restrained opening half of this race here. And he's got the leader in sight. This is a better pace and better race management from Bijoy Garg. Very much so. And with a third of the race to go, just a little bit more than that, it's now time for Bijoy to turn it up and show what he has to try and get around Dan Goldberg. They're going to run out of the opportunity to use traffic here before very long because they will make it through the entire GSX field probably within the next oh. lap or so. So they've got to go. And they've got the GSX lead is going across the start-finish line side by side. Now Griffin goes again high. Now cuts down into turn one. Sebastian Carrazzo is there and he's saying, no, 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 no. This is my line. This is my corner. You're going to have to go all the way around. You're not bullying me out the way here. He holds on to it in the light boot. And Tangerine Car, meantime, Frank Depew has had an incident on the tri-oval. He's lost the right rear tyre and lots of smoke coming from that. I think he's been up into the wall. Right front, check that. It's the right front tyre as he comes into the pit lane. But he's in the pit lane and we stay green for the moment, although there is some pieces of the number 72 Chevy Camaro on the circuit at the moment. The leader is with the top four in GSX and the leader Dan Goldberg has been almost caught by Bijoy Garg, there's barely ten cars between them now, certainly under a second but they've reached these leaders in a good spot for everybody because they're coming out of speedway turn two and the prototypes have more top speed, they should be able to drag through the leaders in GSX stay to the low side, here comes Bijoy 
Gaga around the outside. He's going to have to muscle his way through if he's not going to lose touch with the leader. And he spun it right in front of Carrazo. Brilliant piece of avoidance by Carrazo and by the two cars behind Wilmot and Billy Griffin. Billy Griffin actually scored as leading that lap in GSX when they went across the line. Well, Bijoy Garg again showing perhaps a little bit of inexperience as he went through the traffic. He wanted to try and stay in touch with Dan Goldberg, but he had to pinch the corner and the back end gave up grip. Now, after being dropped a couple of laps ago and down to fourth place, Moise Oretsky's now right back in it and he's already back up into third position. And Carrazo remarkably still leads. He must have seen it all flash before him there. The leader had gone through, three cars together coming through the Le Mans chicane, and Bijoy Garg just getting the throttle on too early as he passed Carrazo. Brilliant manoeuvre from Carrazo. Oh, and Oretsky and Patrick Wilmot, I think, have come together. The international horseshoe. They were, oh, there's been, oh, this is Courtney, has hit. But no, I apologise. I thought uh, Courtney Krohn had been involved there. She was trying to stay out of the way. Moise Oretsky just hitting the back of the number 88. Patrick Wilmot BMW. They both spin and there's suspension damage to the right rear of the number 88 BMW. I'm afraid that car will not get back to the pits. Let's go back down to the pit lane. Frank Depew came in with damage to the front right a lap ago. Shea Adam, what's, uh, what is occurring down at Rebel Rock Racing? There was zero bodywork damage to the car, John. It was just the right front tire, so they put a sticker tire on and sent Frank Depew back out. He's already on the racetrack. Uh, all kinds of struggles at the moment as Lance Wilsey misses the exit of the Le Mans chicane but recovers right in front of Todd Coleman's Aston Martin Vantage. It's the bright green car. Well, Dad Goldberg leads now by a comfortable 12 and a half seconds and Brian Teens is up into second. Courtney Crone having avoided the two spinning GSX cars is down to third, Will see to fourth, Bijoy Garg down to fifth position and with 12 and a half minutes to go, let's see how far that young man could get back up the field, very reminiscent of yesterday, half a minute down on the leader, but with far fewer laps to pull back to the grey and blue number 73 of Dan Goldberg. Meantime, in GSX, as that incident is under review, Jim Farley fights his way through. He's back up to eighth position again now with the number 98 Mustang. Nice conservative start, side by side with the Turner BMW going through there. So Jim Farley in the Ford Performance Mustang now has Moise Oretsky recovering behind him as well. That incident between Oretsky in the 44 and Patrick Wilmot's in the 88 BMW under review as Oretsky is now attacking the mostly white Jim Farley Ford 
If you think you recognize that name from the business pages, you'd be absolutely right. Jim Farley is the chief executive officer of Ford Motor Company. He happens to be an enormous petrol head and race fan. Which is not always the case at the top of major automotive manufacturers. Well, delighted to say that uh, people like Akio Toyoda, the head of Toyota, loves a bit of racing. Done a bit of Nürburgring 24 in his time. Jim was a star yesterday and unfortunately didn't quite convert it. Spun it away at turn six, going on to the high banks on the last lap, but had driven very, very well indeed. Moise Oreski's got a drive-through. So that ninth-place car will come to the pit lane shortly with just on ten and a half minutes to go. Incident responsibility for the 88, and he comes in straight away, first possible opportunity. More lappery going on in the midfield of GSX at the moment. As the still... Fenderless. Oh, HR car, the Muller Motorsport car goes wide, goes on the grass and goes off. That's a spin for Mirko Schultes. He'll be annoyed with himself there. He was fighting his way back after that impact earlier on. But just got offline, trying to go around the turn of BMW. Couldn't get the left front grip onto the grass and then the back end lazily came round. He is missing downforce on the left front, as she reminds me. Dan Goldberg, 12.7 seconds to the good at the front of the field. Sebastian Carrazo with a one second lead over Billy Griffin, Porsche over Mustang. The battles are in the midfield where Jim Farley is under pressure side by side with Francis Seldorf the BMW F82 well that's ahead of him now my apologies so that must be Sean Quinlan that he's catching yes it is let's get the news from the pit lane there is a penalty for Rebel Rock Racing Chip it's the first, uh, second weekend, uh, second race of the first weekend of the VP Challenge, easy for me to say. And there is already a penalty for Rebel Rock because when Frank DePew came into the pits to have his right front tire change, they jumped over the wall with basically a hand tool powered by a battery that is not allowed. You are allowed one jack over the wall, one air jack, and one air gun to change the tires. They did bring the air gun over, but that's not what they used to change the tires. So that will be a drive-through for Frank DePew. Frank using this not only to enjoy himself and race in this championship, but as extra track time for his Mission and Pilot Challenge campaign in 2023. The Chevy Camaro, not the car that they're racing in terms of not that chassis, but set up identically to the car that he and Robert Liddell will be racing throughout the season. Courtney Crone goes through the... Le Mans chicane in the number 99 bright red machine. That is the second of the Dekins. Three Dekins started. They are still all running, although Mirko Schultes has a little bit of damage. First, third and seventh at the moment. Sebastian Carrazo has been caught by Billy Griffin. Then there's five seconds back to Rob Walker. 
And that's where the battle is between he and the Mercedes, the bright orange Mercedes. Frank Depew just serving his drive through and coming out of pit lane now in the Camaro. Side by side for the lead. And again, Carrazo employs the same strategies he has done throughout the previous 38 minutes of the race. But this time, staying down on the low side has not paid dividends. And by the line, Griffin is ahead and pulls out one, two, three, four cars lengths into turn one. Now, can he get it stopped? That Mustang starting to move around a little bit on its mission and ties now as well. Carrazo, what a valiant rear guard effort he has fought in that number 27 remember what Shea was saying earlier they didn't have the best of races yesterday so he pitted and the Kelly Moss with Riley team put a brand new set of Michelins on that car he did an out lap a fast lap and an in lap to improve his position the regulations are one qualifying session your fastest lap sets your position for grid on the grid for race one, your second fastest lap for race two, but you can improve that race two grid starting position if you go quicker than your qualifying time in race one, and Sebastian Carrazo did with the help of some brand new tyres. But that means that those tyres had done a wee bit more work than those around him, and I wonder if he's just starting to suffer for that now. 157.8 last time around, 159.6 for Billy Griffin, including the pass. And 157.3, more importantly for Rob Walker in the mostly red BMW, number 25. He's five seconds back, but taking at least half a second a lap. He needs to be quicker than that. In the battle for second and third, Brian Thines will beginning to see... Oh, he's made a mistake at the international horseshoe. Thien's just getting wide, got on the throttle a bit early and then spun up the back Michelin tyres. That's down to around about a second now in the battle for second and third. Down towards the west end of the infield. It's the number 77 in second. That's the red, white and blue car. The all-red 99 Dragon machine, red Dragon machine. With the word Dragon on the honking great rear theme. It is indeed the Red Dragon, third at the moment. And Courtney Crone hoping for something better. Meantime, the, cat, the chase has paid dividends for Tim Probert, who's caught Rob Walker. Now, this is good news for Sebastian Carrazo, who's the next car up the field, because if they start fighting maybe then Carrazo in the blue and orange 27 Porsche will hold on to his second place it's been good tyre management for Tim Probert, he's got pace now 57-3 last time around that's as quick as anybody in the GSX category Billy Griffin, 1.7 seconds now away from Carrazo, just easing away. Good pacing from Griffin. He did this yesterday. Once he got to the front, he controlled the speed very, very well. Jim Farley, side by side. Now, who's Jim battling with now? That's Sean Quinlan, and he's got underneath Sean coming on to Speedway 1 and 2. 
Lovely manoeuvre from the Ford man. Now can Sean get the draft and come on back over the top? Nice manoeuvre from Jim, just moves to the middle of the road, but then Sean cuts to the left-hand side, the low side as they come into the Le Mans chicane. That's nice driving by Jim Farley. He has improved his position up to seventh. Francis Seldorf had a great battle with Francis yesterday. They were side-by-side side more times than I can remember. But Jim just couldn't quite pull the manoeuvre off to get himself up into the top six. And he's on the verges of that again. He's got about half a second between himself and a top six finish this time around. Make that a second. All right, two minutes and 41 seconds to go. Dan Goldberg coming through to complete lap number 22. This one and one more, I reckon. It'll be two laps to go this time around. A comfortable lead again for the, Dre the great Duquesne, number 73. 12 and a half seconds, the gap. And confirmed from race control, two laps to go. Probert still having a cracking battle with Rob Walker, and that's for the last step on the box. Podium position up for grabs. BMW versus Mercedes AMG, battle of the German brands. Billy Griffin leads for Ford in GSX, the number 14. Well up the road now. Core Motorsports from Sebastian Carrazzo's Porsche for Kelly Moss with Riley. Then Autotechnic and Murillo. That's the battle at the moment. Third position is the prize. So, Shea Adam with a point to make on these two cars out there battling in GSX. Could be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure that's the newest GT4 uh, platform car in the form of the BMW versus the oldest form out there, the Mercedes. Very good point. Here comes Mirko Schultes. He's getting involved in that battle as he carves his way through in the still left-hand front damaged number 18 Duquesne. They decided not to stop when that was uh, knocked off going down towards turn one. Being a spin for Adrian Kunzel at the back straight chicane, but he's continued. It will be white flag this time by three and a half miles for Dan Goldberg. And the team will be biting their fingers. Ten seconds was the gap last time around for JDC Motorsports' Dan Goldberg over US Racetronics' Brian Thines. And he's got a battle on his hand as 47 Motorsports' Courtney Crone is still just two seconds away from second position. Duquesne Ligier, Duquesne, 73, 77 and 99. And still Tim Probert is only half a second away from a podium position in the GSX battle. Half a lap to go. For the leader. And he has traffic ahead of him. Going on to the high banks. That's the BGB Porsche. 
So Dan Goldberg completing as far as the points are concerned and the wins are concerned, a clean sweep. And Shea Adam, he's done this in some style this weekend. I'm pretty sure he will also be scored as the leader of every single competitive lap, i.e. race lap, this weekend. I think you're right. That is super impressive. Well, that was Mark Siegel, actually, that the leaders uh, just gone by in the car burn with Peregrine Porsche, not the BGB car. Fourth with green on them. Well, here we go, Shea. It's a delightful double for Duquesne and for JTC Motorsports. Dan Goldberg does the Daytona double at the Raw Championship leader, and he does it with an impressive race two victory of almost 10 seconds. Bijoy Garg, who was trying to chase him down, spun it away. Still battles going on in the G. SX category as Jim Farley has a BMW to try and get by that's the number 95 of Francis Zeldorf well we saw that plenty of times yesterday they've still got half a lap to go here they've not finished at the front of the field it was Goldberg, Thiens and Krohn they'll be on the podium Lance Wilsey in fourth Bijoy Garg in fifth at the front of GSX, Billy Griffin has a comfortable four-second lead over Carrazzo, who gambled yesterday. That gamble seemed to have paid off as he started from third. He led the race, but clearly didn't have the performance in that Porsche to hold off the Mustang for the whole of the 45 minutes. And it will be another sweep of the top step of the podium. This time for Billy Griffin and for the number 14 Core Motorsports Mustang team. The battles continue, including for the last step of the podium. Carrazzo's gone through in second. Walker and Probert come to the line almost together. And it is Walker in the red BMW who is on the third step of the box. Just ahead of the Aston, of Tim Probert rather than the Mercedes, then Todd Coleman. Seldorf just ahead of Jim Farley who finishes in 7th position this time he does complete the last lap that was a good drive from him dropped all the way down to uh, 21st I think or 22nd or 14th in class and he's back up to 7th there for the man at the head of Ford Motor Company Billy Griffin's got the door open getting a bit of fresh air in as has our leader now winner Dan Goldberg who picks up the VP Checkered flag, VP Racing Sports Car Challenge weekend. It's two starts, two finishes for Dan Goldberg and the same result in GSX for Billy Griffin. I think, Shea Adam, we can say that our championship favourites have made themselves known right from the start of the season. Uh, yes, I believe they have declared intent as far as the 2023 season goes. Dan Goldberg running with JDC Motorsports, Billy Griffin running with Core Motorsports, both two staples to the IMSA paddock. They know how to win races, and clearly they are putting in to try and win this championship right off the bat. It's a seven-round championship. We go from here to Sebring International Raceway, but right now all they care about is Dan Goldberg running 
rolls into victory lane at Daytona International Speedway, getting out of the car with the checkered flag and throwing his hands up in the air. Couple of teams celebrating as well. JDC Motorsports in LMP3, Core Motorsports and GSX. You made the point yesterday, Shea, that they are established IMSA teams. They know which way is up. This might be a new format. It might be a new championship. It might be different classes together on the track at the same time. But the winning mentality is something that both of those teams have in spades. Exactly, and there are teams that have won championships in other forms of IMSA, so why not come into a new championship and throw down in just the exact same fashion? Dan Goldberg is a guy who was very used to racing Elysia. I think you might just like this new platform. Dan, two days in a row, led every lap. You did it in style. How does it feel to get another trophy from Daytona? I'm getting goosebumps. I feel pretty good. Uh... I mean, a lot more than I expected. Uh, this is pretty awesome. New car with JDC this year. The car's great. Uh, lots of my friends and family and coworkers here to root me on, so just pretty pumped. <laughs> what won you the race today was how you managed the traffic in the GSX, not interfering with their battles, knowing when to, to deal. Did you learn that running in the WeatherTech Championship? For sure, definitely. I mean, lots of experience in WeatherTech and learning how to use the traffic, and that's been... Uh, think the key yesterday and today to building that extra gap good start to the season we're going to see you at sebring uh yeah absolutely you're on good luck there too thank you two races over the weekend before the mobile one 12 hours of sebring which is the wec prologue weekend so we'll next have these cars on track so championship leader Dan Goldberg I think we can say that that's an easy one to do don't have to do too much arithmetic when the same driver has won both races over the weekend and exactly the same arithmetic to be done in GSX as Core Motorsports Ford Mustang number 14 is pulled up in Victory Circle and Billy Griffin is getting out to speak to Shea Adam. It's a very different looking Ford Mustang than yesterday John though because this race for RP sponsored car has someone else's tire liner in the front grille so it's a good thing it was just a 45 minute race and uh, the car wasn't able to overheat or anything as Dean Martin goes around to look at it and uh, Dean I'll start with you because you are Core Motorsports, Motorsports. This is your team. You've come into this brand new championship. Two wins. Could you have dreamed of this? No, actually, it's been a pretty perfect weekend so far. We've been really quick in practice with the uh, GS car as well. Uh, Billy's just driven really well this weekend. Uh, came back from some uh, adversity today. Uh, I thought he was never going to shut up about this debris in the front end. I just told him there was nothing there, and he just kept driving. Hey, that's always the perfect secret. Uh, one in doubt. Congratulations on another win. And now let's see if we can cut in with Billy. Billy, it was a, a bit harder work for you today, but hey, the result's the same. Are you going to remember this race any differently than the first? Yeah, this one I had to really earn, this one. That was a battle. I'm out of breath, actually. Uh, guys were rough out there. They were out here to fight and win. Uh, I was burning up my tires. This race for RP Mustang was really good. Uh, the Dean, the boys, set the car pretty good again last night. Uh, I don't know what else to say. It's an amazing event, amazing feeling, two in a row. First in GSX, this is a wonderful feeling. Congratulations on the weekend sweep. Thank you so much. He's worked really hard there, Shea, hasn't he? Oh, he has. That's why I'm letting him go, John. He, uh, he looks like he's deserved a nice cold beverage. I'm not going to say which variety, but two wins on the weekend. You know, he's about to get some champagne. Maybe he can mix something else up with it. 
Hey, a mimosa, it's Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. Just, it's a bit late for brunch, but yeah, near enough. Congratulations to two, Sebastian Carrazo in second, Rob Walker in third in GSX. All of those drivers had to avoid the spinning Bijoy Garg whilst they were having their own battle. That was the moment of the race uh, for the GSX. And indeed, I uh, think probably uh, had uh, some decisive qual qualities in terms of the... LMP3 battle as Bijoy was chasing down Dan Goldberg at the time. But Dan prevails with two for two ahead of Brian Thienes in second and Courtney Crone in third. That's the first weekend of the brand new IMSA VP Racing Sports Car Challenge thanks to Shea Adam down in pit lane. Owen Trinkler was with us yesterday. And the next rounds are at Sebring International Raceway just before the week of the Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.